Hey, did you know I release the new episode to newsletter subscribers every Saturday? What? Yep, that's several days early. Oh. Want early access too? Yes. Go to lesbianromantic.com slash newsletter and sign up. Huh. Lesbianromantic.com slash newsletter. All right. Let's get this party started. The Lesbian Romantic. Wait. What is this? No. Not an actual party. Come on, stop it. No, play the episode. Come on. The lesbian. Ugh, oh man, you suck. Ah, thank you. Unbelievable. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Diva Story, Part 37. Maybe I should buy flowers on my way home, Hannah thought, and smiled. Red roses. Big ones. Everyone likes roses, right? She colored in the little heart she had drawn in her notebook. What do you think, Hannah? Hannah looked up with a frown, feeling a bit annoyed for being interrupted. Patrick and Susie were staring back at her. Um, sorry, you lost me there for a second, she admitted reluctantly. Patrick took in a deep breath and pointed at the screen on the wall. The timeline for the store in Houston? Hannah studied the dates displayed on the screen. Opening the week before Valentine's Day, huh? She mumbled. Susie put down her pencil. Excellent plan, Hannah said. Patrick leaned back in his chair, shaking his head. Permission to speak freely? He asked. Hannah chuckled. This is not the army, Patrick. You can always speak freely. Susie and Patrick exchanged looks. What? Hannah said, annoyed again because they clearly had talked about whatever was going on. Patrick turned in his chair and met her gaze straight on. We need you to come back, he said. Hannah huffed. What do you mean, back? I'm right here. Susie fidgeted with the papers in front of her. Patrick means you've not been yourself lately, she said. Hannah crossed her arms. Get to the point, please, she said icily. Susie gave Patrick another glance, but he kept his mouth shut this time. You're not coming into the office every day anymore, and when you do show up, 
you're distracted, Susie said. Hannah was tempted to flat out deny the accusation. But she knew Susie would never say something like this without having given it a lot of thought first. So Hannah turned to Patrick. Look, I know I messed up with those appointments in Houston. I am grateful you fixed that. We're back on schedule, so what's the problem? Patrick's nose twitched. Come on, out with it, Hannah said. Patrick folded his hands and cleared his throat before he spoke. The business just doesn't seem like a priority for you anymore, he said hesitantly. Hannah grabbed her pen and clenched her fingers around it. She noticed Patrick's eyes drifted to her notes. Hannah quickly flipped the page to hide her doodles. A long silence fell. A part of Hannah wanted to storm out of the room angrily, but the other part knew that would only make things a lot worse. She felt two pairs of eyes fixed on her, waiting for her to reply. It's not true, she said, but then abruptly stopped to think again. She had almost said, This business is my life. But that was no longer true. Something had changed. She knew she would have to do better. These last few weeks, she had been slacking. Her eyes drifted to the screen on the wall. Show, don't tell, she thought, and pointed at the PowerPoint slide. All right, the launch schedule is fine. Please add an extra day in Houston to my schedule, Susie. I want to be there the day before the opening. Patrick, take another look at that sampling budget. It's too high. I don't think we need to hand out that many free boxes. She closed her laptop and got up, making sure she looked confident and in control. Let's talk about Houston again next week. Patrick, I'd like to see the revised budget by the end of this week. Both Patrick and Susie nodded in silence. Hannah studied the faces of her two employees. They looked flustered. She smiled. Have a good night, she said, and walked out of the meeting room. screwed up at work, Hannah said softly. Her arms were wrapped around Millie, and Millie had one leg sprawled over Hannah's. They were lying on the couch in Hannah's living room. Today? Millie asked. She stroked Hannah's lower arm absentmindedly. It gave Hannah goosebumps. No, I've been too absent, too distracted. For a long time. Millie froze. Are you saying it's my fault? She asked. Her tone was soft, 
but her words still made Hannah hurry to reassure her. No, of course not, she quickly said and shook her head. Not in any way. It's been hard for me to keep my focus, too, Millie mused. Her hand slipped under Hannah's sweater. Really? But you're so good at staying focused. Yes, meeting you threw that out of the window. Hannah turned her head, searching for Millie's eyes. Are you saying it's my fault? Millie chuckled. <laughs> Absolutely. It's 100% your fault. Hannah grinned and rested her head on the pillow. Can't say I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you would say that. Millie lazily traced circles around Hannah's belly button. Hannah closed her eyes, feeling relaxed and content. A sudden thud and a plaintive meow snapped her out of her slumber. She opened one eye and saw Charles standing on the couch rest, giving Millie an angry stare. <laughs> Hannah laughed. Charles, she said, stop looking at her like that. Yes, give me a break, Charles. Millie added dramatically. Charles sniffed, made an unhappy sound, and hopped back off the couch. Millie pushed herself up on her elbow. I thought you said he would fall in love with me at first sight, just like you. Hannah felt a blush creeping up her neck. She was still shy when talking about her feelings. Seems I was wrong, she said and shrugged. I guess he's more in love with me than I thought. Millie looked up and kissed Hannah's cheek tenderly. Can't blame him. Hannah smiled and pulled Millie a bit closer. So, what are your plans for tomorrow? She asked. I'm going for a long run in Central Park. Then I've got a session with Christine, Millie said. Hannah tensed up a bit. She tried to hide it from Millie by stretching her legs. She still hadn't told Millie she knew Christine, and it started to feel like she was hiding something on purpose. I'm actually looking forward to it, Millie continued. I want to go over the auditions I was invited to and see which productions Christine thinks are a good fit. Hannah immediately frowned. She couldn't help but feeling left out. What are the options? She asked, trying to sound as casual as possible. My agent thinks I should go for another Mozart or Verdi's Falstaff. Millie said. Hannah's chest tightened. She did not like the sound of this. These last few days together had been so wonderful. She loved seeing Millie every day. 
She loved waking up next to her every morning even more. Was she wrong to expect Millie to discuss where she was leaving to next? Surely not. Okay, maybe it was a bit early to be part of the actual decision process. But bringing it up over dinner before it was all a done deal still would have been nice. It was almost like she lived in a separate, less important compartment of Millie's life. In the meantime, she was changing her own life to be with Millie. Hell, she had even neglected her duties as CEO. She knew Millie had never asked her to, of course. But wasn't that what people in love did for each other? Clearly, they had different ideas of what being in a relationship meant, Hannah thought. She was getting more upset about it now. Feeling Millie's calm breath tickling her neck was only making it worse. You're awfully quiet all of a sudden, Millie said. Oh, sorry, I was just... Hannah replied. Lost in thoughts, I guess. Millie started fidgeting with Hannah's sleeve. What were you thinking about? Hannah's mind was racing for a truthful answer that wouldn't give away too much of her real feelings. I was wondering where you'll audition, she said at last. Oh, um, Boston and Germany. Hannah's eyes widened. Germany? The country? Yes. At a small opera house. Compared to the Met, that is. But it has an excellent reputation, Millie said. Hannah's restraint had reached its limits. So you would be gone for a long time, she stated. Millie slowly sat up. Her hair tousled. A couple of months, I guess, she said. Hannah sat up too throwing her legs over the edge of the couch too wildly. Well, I guess I'll find out where you're going as soon as you and Christine have made a decision, she snapped. Millie was silent for a few seconds. I don't get why you're upset about this, she then said. Christine is my coach. Why do you have a problem with me asking her about this? It's not like you can advise me on what's best for my voice and my career. Hannah flinched. Sure, you're right. She replied and pushed herself up from the couch. Christine is the expert. She really is. Please don't be like this. Like what? Like it's somehow wrong to talk to Christine. Oh, but you should talk to Christine, Hannah said, ignoring the alarm bells going off in her head. I think you should definitely talk to Christine. Ask her if she thinks you should go to Boston or Germany next. She turned around to face Millie. 
And you know what? She said. While you're at it, ask her about what she did to me and my mom, okay? This was part 37 of The Diva Story. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support. Every single contribution really does make a difference. Go to lesbianromantic.com support and help this podcast keep going. Thank you so much and now drama. <laughs> See you next week. Welcome to the Bells and Whistles Theater. Step inside and follow me into an enchanted realm of sound. It would be my privilege to welcome you to the Bells and Whistles Theater today. Go to the Patreon membership page and see if there's a seat available. Patreon.com slash lesbianromantic.